What's up, guys? Welcome back to the weekly scraps, episode two fifty five. Brother, we are rocking and rolling, rolling all along, ah, ah, all along. Um, so far so good, man. We've been crutching this podcast for a couple years now. Um, quick little update. I know I've been trying to figure out what was the next move going to be for me. Let me try to put my back of my chair up. And I, I think I got a little bit of clarity today. I, I, I spoke with my manager, my fiance, and we kind of went over some things, some scenarios. And um, one of the things we realized is maybe the, the Max fight isn't going to come to fruition at this point. I just think he has bigger opportunities in the sense of whether or not he's going up a weight class or uh, the opportunity, well, if he were to wait to see what happens between Taporia and Volk, it could completely open up a brand new door for him to go back to sitting on the throne. So I guess you kind of got to play chess at this point in both of our careers. And I would just imagine this fight doesn't make a ton of sense to him right now. But whoever I do fight next in one, the 145-pound division, it might be Calvin Cater. Um, yeah, honestly, it might be Calvin Cater. So if uh, you guys want to get a message out for me, respectfully, I don't know, Calvin, we could do this. Um, see when your knee is ready to go and uh, much respect to you guys and your team but I, I think March or April would be cool you'll see 300 or maybe we could jump on that Miami card in March so um, I'm looking forward to just having an opportunity to step in there with someone who guys Cavalcade is legit so this will be a tough fight but it'll be a fun fight and uh, see where I'm at and see how I can do with the big boys you know so if that's the fight we're going to do, I'm up for it. I'm sure Calvin's up for it. So what do we got to do to make this happen? Let's just have a good time and get after it. Boom. Why did I just rhyme? Did I just rhyme my bet? Featherweight Funk coming, baby. Featherweight Funk is loading. Featherweight. All right. I'm calm. We're going to transition. We got Sonya Dunn versus Chris Gutierrez. Big fight. Huge away fight for me. Now, Chris Gutierrez might not have the ranking, the number be behind his name that should warrant a matchup with a guy like Song Yudong at this point in his career. But this is what happens when there's no one to fight. The division is kind of tied up. Sometimes you got to take a risk, and Song Yudong's taking a risk going backwards to take on a guy like Chris Gutierrez, who's I think is really damn good. He's got really good footwork. It's hard to track him down. He doesn't just stand in place and allow you to hit him. I was actually surprised Pedro was able to get to him and that, that one knockdown he had over him in their fight. So I, I think he's in that breakout performance moment where if he could get past Song Yudong, that is huge for Chris Gutierrez. I think that catapults him at least to six. I don't know what does that do because Cheeto's still there, who's six. So maybe seven because they fought before and they fought to a draw or something like that. Um, Cheeto and, and Song Yudong, if I'm not mistaken. I can actually check that right now. Why not just check that right now? Yeah, I think they fought a while ago. Marlon Marais. No, no, that was Marlon Marais. Marlon Vera. Unanimous decision. He lost. A lot of people thought that Cheeto had won that fight. That's what it was. And I thought he had won that fight too, if I'm not mistaken. I got to go back and watch that because that was a really good scrap between him and uh, the next bantamweight title challenger. So, yeah. It's, um, it's a wild sport, man. 
I, I like this matchup for Chris. Like I said, it's his opportunity, his time to go in there under a big headliner in the sense of you win this, you're like you're like into that breakout category, in my opinion, amongst like uh I don't want to say the casual, but the I guess the more hardcore fans and things like that. Um and that's how you gotta keep doing it, keep building your name and keep winning and good things gonna happen. Uh, but Song Yudong, man, I don't know about you guys, but this guy does not have a boring fight. Does not. He 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 was telling me that I look big. And then I looked at him and was like, brother, look at you. You're like a chiseled statue that's fully inflated. You look huge right now. And I think we walked around roughly the same amount of weight. Uh, I think for Uriah actually said he actually gets a little heavier than that, but like fat, fat. So, um, yeah, I, I, I always find him fun to watch. I do think he has really crisp hands. He has really good footwork where he's light on his toes. So this one's going to be interesting because I, I, I feel like he's been getting into that pressuring heavy offensive attack mode where he's almost just looking to just piece you up or if you throw something he steps back and counters pretty nicely so this is a very uh dangerous fight for both guys but again not saying it's not dangerous for chris gutierrez but this is an opportunity where if he beats him man on short notice it's it's pretty huge because he was originally supposed to fight piotr Jan. i'm not sure what the hell is happening with that Jan. Where you at, man? It's like you always disappear during the Christmas times, brother. Come on. Come on. The people want to see you fight again. What are we waiting for? Damn. Uh, next up, we have Khalil Roundtree versus Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith stepping in against Khalil. Khalil was supposed to originally fight. No, not Khalil. Anthony. Yeah, this was, right? Oh, Azamat Merzug. Okay, I'm not even going to say that. Azamat. He was supposed to fight Azamat. I don't even know if I've even seen this guy fight. Azamat, Azamat. He's had a couple fights. Okay, Dustin Nicole. So, so far, so good. But that would have been a huge fight for Khalil. But now, in terms of name value, he gets to step in there with Anthony Smith. Um, yo, this is this is tough because I do feel like Anthony's a little bit older. Well, not a little bit. He's definitely the older guy. What we got? He's, oh, he's only 35. Where did I get that from? Oh, man, that was such bad information. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought he was way older than that. And Khalil's 33. All right, so this is this is a good fight then. I think it's relatively even in the sense of age. I think whoever cracks who first is going to be bad for them. But Khalil's got this kick-heavy style that he got when he went over to Muay Thai. Obviously, with the little gloves, it's very, very different. Got to be careful when you're throwing those kicks and everything, leaving that one hand down. These guys throw something else, and you get clapped. Sometimes that's just what happens. Uh, with that said, he's got some really dangerous kicks. I'm interested to see how he's going to make this, take this approach where he's going to be standing there like, ah, 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 ah. He's going to stand there like that, tapping his feet, looking for that inside leg kick, outside leg kick. Uh, he does a beautiful job when he steps off, chops the leg down, man. Nice. Now, Anthony Smith, we've seen him have like the little injury thing with his leg before in a fight when he got calf kicked, if I'm not mistaken, with that. And I just remember him kind of falling over. It was like a weird fight. It was either that or his opponent. Maybe it was his opponent. Um, yeah, I think it was his opponent. What is that guy's name? The, Jimmy Crute. Yes, yes. But I thought Anthony Smith had something similar where he kind of fell over from like a leg kick himself. That leg injury. No, that's Jimmy Crute. All right. 
All right, maybe I just don't know what I'm watching anymore. I don't know. I have no idea. But I remember him falling down and someone kicked his legs maybe a couple of times and he he lost that way. But yeah, I, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. Johnny Walker, no, Michael, no, I don't think it was that. Ooh, maybe Uncle Live kicked his leg a couple. No, I don't know. Whatever, I give it up. I give up. That's gonna be a good fight. That is violence. Khalil Roundtree is violence. Anthony Smith is violence. But I gotta be honest. I do feel like Anthony Smith is losing a little bit of that edge, that that uh, mentality that I used to see in a lot of his other fights, where he kind of uh, that aggressiveness, if that makes sense. Um, I feel like he's losing a little bit of that through the past few performances. Just doesn't look like the same, like coming for blood, Anthony Smith kind of a thing. Um, characteristics that we're getting in these last few matchups of his. So I do think this could be an opportunity for Khalil to take advantage of something like that if he sees or feel, feel that. And I could be saying this, and Smith might hear this and might try to change it up, but um, I just think you got to be careful with a guy like Khalil because if he touches you once, man, these guys have been – He's we see it. And obviously, Anthony Smith is going to be keen that he knows if he gets cracked, he could probably get put down or put out by a guy like Khalil. So it's a dangerous fight for both guys. Um, but I think Khalil's got a lot of gain right here, man. He he wins this. He's up there with the big players now. His name is now officially at the table. I mean, it's been in conversation, but now he's going to, like, this win would make sure people know that he has arrived. And I think at age 33, it's kind of coming all together for him. And we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, he's on a four-fight win streak now, man. So, I mean, tough task. Big vet name veteran, but I think it's a winnable fight um, for either of these guys. I think Smith is definitely going to be the better grappler. I want to see if he's going to be able to implement his game against Khalil and get in close to close the distance to get a hold of him to even try to get that fight to the ground. That's a good one, man. That's a That's a good one. I like I like stuff like this. Tim Elliott back in there against Sumajari. That should be a fun freaking feather uh flyweight fight. I kind of want to see um Tim Elliott get back in the win column. Just like such a good dude, man. At least I've never had a bad experience with the guy. And uh it'd be nice to see him kind of get back in the win column in a big way and kind of continue doing some stuff for him and his family. I know uh he's had a little bit of a, a rough situation. Damn, it's kind of crazy how much, like, like I go through the sport and then I see people, I'm like, damn, we all got our bullshit, man. We all got our stuff that we got to deal with on a daily basis, but no one knows. We only see what we see based on social media. Um, they look happy, appear happy, but you never really know what's going on behind the scenes, and that's one of the things I've always realized and try not to take for granted. Because it's tough, man. You get put in these situations and um, doing big moments like this. It's not a game of basketball. This is not a game of baseball, you know. This is real consequences, real life consequences. The Not having the focus is like almost the ultimate nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? One mistake and you're out. Lights out, man. Looking up at the doctor in the canvas from the, the, the ceiling lights and trying to figure out where you're at. Um, 
So when you have that type of distraction, I feel bad for the I feel bad for the guy. That whole thing, him and his uh, old girlfriend is just kind of like a G, G, Gina, Mzani. I forget, man. Um, I might have had an an edible. <laughs> might have might have had an edible, but um, yeah. To to just see people having to go through shit like that, it's just it's crazy. It sucks. And everyone has their own shit that they got to deal with is pretty much my point. So it's like sometimes things can look better on the surface than what it is underneath. And uh, I just think guys guys like this need to pay attention, especially these younger guys. Examples like this of how to try to keep certain things away from your career so that you don't have those type of issues. And, of course, a situation like that is very unique because who could have predicted anything like that? Who can predict what their partner might do? And I'm not on anyone's side here. I'm just saying who can predict things like that. So you just never really know what you're putting your faith into. But at least understand that there's always some crazy shit that can happen that could take you out of your game from your career. So you got to make sure you're able to have that absolute focus when you need it. Because that can really be a huge distraction for most people. And uh, sometimes people don't, you know, they don't. It's a tough time to just go through. That's shitty. Very, very shitty. But we got some other good fights on here, man. We got Nasrat. He's back. He's taking on Jamie Malarkey. That's usually always... like the, Malarkey always brings a good pace. Nasrat's on a two-fight win streak. Uh, Malarkey, I feel like he won in Australia. He fought in Australia. He won over John Medesi. I remember seeing him at the bar. Oh, man, they had a crazy crew of people. Huge. Huge. It was cool, though. He he pretty much shut that place down, which was nice to see that you know that support. Who else we got? Oh, Jung Young Park versus Andre Muniz. I like this this jujitsu guy Muniz taking on Jung Young Park, the turtle, the iron turtle, something like that. He just seems like a, he's such an unassuming guy, Park is, and then he gets in there, he mixes it up well, and he's beating these guys, man. Um. Korean dude, you don't see too many people from, like, the Asia area of the world that tend to get this far in the UFC lately. So seeing that is such a huge sign of, like, I don't say growth because that's such a generic thing, but you can see that it's starting to pay off over there. Like, there's, they're really having a lot of good guys. You got Song Yidong, you got the, the Yan, you got um, Wei Ji Lang, Wei Li, Zhang Wei Li, like, what, Wei Ji Lang, wow. Zhang Wei Li. Um, now you got the turtle and yeah, that's all I could think of off the top of my head. Mizuki. So th there's, there's some good, good representatives for like that side of the world that's starting to like grow the sport in their countries, Japan, um, China. And then of course you have Korea where park is from. So I just like seeing that. Cause it just, it, for me as a, as an insider, who kind of came up through the ranks and seeing how things looked on the landscape, how like certain countries were not even represented at all into where we are today. It's kind of like, damn, man, this sport is growing and we're like part of this. I'm part of this. And for me, that's a, that's a cool ass thing to be like, yo, I was a part of this whole shit when it was coming up. Now look what this sport is at. We were the guys that laid the foundation and that's how I feel about my, ancestors in this sport I, I, for lack of better words um, our forefathers and seeing how they laid, laid down the blueprint to see 
how the footwork that they put in, the the blood and everything that they've given to the sport, and now it's been built up. And to see where it is now from a technical standpoint to locations, venues, uh, sponsorships, the worldwide in, uh, recognition is just crazy. And to be a part of that for me is just like, yo, I, I don't even know how to even describe that. And we're only getting better. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this sport looks in the next five years. Like the, I see these young guys, they come up, and I'm just like, damn, man, this competition is getting stiff. Pause, pause. But you gotta, you gotta love to see everyone kind of rising to the occasion and uh, country, international, like everyone's starting to have their own representatives. Like we just seen a guy from the UFC who just made their debut from India. That doesn't happen. But a guy from India pulled up, got on the card. He ended up coming up short, but he had a really good fight over there in Abu Dhabi. Really good fight for a guy coming from a country that no one even considered a potential for fighting, you know? So it's cool, man. It's really nice to see stuff like this. But like I said, he's on a four-fight win streak. This is a big one for him. He beat a guy like Muniz. He right up there. I like parking this one. Muniz coming off a two-fight losing streak, both by finishes, one rear naked choke, one ground and pound. It's, um, I don't know. He's a high-level black belt, but it, you got to wonder where his head is at in a situation like that. And for me, I think um, Park is just hot with momentum right now. And he's got a tough style. He's very durable, and he could dish it out. So we'll see how that one goes. I'm looking forward to that because I'm going to be in the building. By the way, shout out Nerd Focus. Go to nerdfocus.com or amazon.com and grab yourself some nerd, baby. Check the link for the, no, <laughs> check the description for the link. I just botched that. That was bad. Um, I did say I take it. I did say I might have taken an edible, right? <laughs> um, and the other thing, so we got this one. The last one I want to point out, this is like my banger fight. Ooh, Okay. Tatsuro Tara, the young kid, right? No, that's a different guy. Uh, no, he went up to, to, to Benoit. Oh, shoot. My man is up there now. Okay. This is going to be Carlos Hernandez. It says 134. Oh, no, it doesn't. Where did I see Benoit? Yeah, it says Benoit. He's ranked on topology. It's weird. Okay, whatever. Um, That's going to be a fun fight. He's a, he's a pretty slick dude. I forgot him. He's also... Of uh, Asian, he's also from the Asian side of the world, and uh, he's Jap Japanese. So I think they're gonna have a really good fight. This Carlos Hernandez kid is tough, but I think Tahara is gonna be like, for me, watching him in his last three fights. If he shows up like that again, I think he's gonna be a big problem for these guys at flyweight. I think he's a, someone you got to keep your eye on because just watch how he's working, seeing what he's doing. Because I'm telling you, he's gonna sneak up through the through the cracks of the ranks. And then eventually people are gonna realize, yo, we got a big problem on our hands. This 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 Japanese dude is coming over here and fucking shit up. We gotta stop him. But um, yeah, people gotta people gotta start paying attention to this guy. I'm telling you, watch this one and just watch the skills, watch the technique, the fight IQ for me too. Super young guy. I think he's very promising. But my fight that I am most interested in is Steve Garcia. Versus Mezquezal Costa. That is the fight. 
I think is going to be a barn burner. The next guy I'm super high on is Melz Kiazal Costa. <laughs> I'm just calling him Costa. Check him out. I think he's going to be a fun fighter added to the weight class. This is at 155, though, it says. I thought he was a featherweight. I'm confused. Maybe. Maybe he's going up a weight class now. But I think the dude is solid. Check out his technique, man. Super clean. Um, great footwork. I would say sometimes he leaves his defense a little bit open. But with that said, I think he makes up for it with his offense. And that's what makes him a fun fighter because he just – I think when you're not really putting too much emphasis on defense all that much, I think it makes for a more entertaining fight because now when you do get into those exchanges and you get hit, it's kind of like, a, oh, that's what people want. Oh, did you see that? He cracked the shit. Ah. Yeah, so – that's what makes him a fun fighter. All right. Other than that, I'm out to head back. I got to get some stuff done for the day. Got some physical therapy and uh, get some more training in. It's going to be a good week. I'm excited. See you guys soon. Don't forget, no more butt scooting. December 30th, coming to Philly, 2300 Arena. Make sure y'all tune in. Fury Grappling. Funk Jitsu, baby. Let's go. No butt school. I'm going to tell you, get that ass up, papi. All right. I'll see you guys later. Peace.